0: Good morning. Good to see everyone out on this spring morning. We're finally in the springtime. Temperatures this morning might not have uh, reflected that, but if you'll stand with me this morning, we're going to sing Let There Be Praise. That's what we're here for.
1: and your church give, you send hope. In small towns, big cities, and college campuses, God uses your sacrificial giving and your partnership with the North American Mission Board to make this happen over and over again. And at NAM, we think it's important for you to know how God uses your gifts to produce results. Southern Baptist churches like yours fund North American Missions through two primary sources. First, the cooperative program. Your gifts to the CP typically come from your church budget and then go directly to your state convention. Each state then sends a portion of that money to the SBC executive committee, and from there, more than half of CP goes to the International Mission Board. NAM, SBC seminaries, and other entities receive a percentage as well. NAM receives 22.79% of cooperative program dollars. We use those funds to support evangelism events, to support ministry centers and missionaries, to endorse chaplains, and for operations. Altogether, those funds make up 35% of our budget. But the largest part of them's budget, 50%, comes from the Annie Armstrong Easter offering for North American missions. More than 100 years ago, this offering was named for a bold missions advocate who rallied SBC churches in support of missionaries. Today, Southern Baptists have thousands of missionaries serving in North America. They are spreading the gospel through Sin Network, our church planning arm, and Sin Relief, our Evangelistic Compassion Ministry Area. And when you give to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering through special offerings, your church budget or directly to NAM, you're helping these missionaries by providing the fuel to assess, train, coach, and care for them. It helps pay for things like Bibles, curriculum, ministry equipment, or even rent for a worship facility. Some churches may refer to this offering as the North America Missions Offering or something else. Whatever you choose to call the Annie Armstrong Easter Offering, it is unique because every dollar goes directly to support missionaries where the need and the opportunity are the greatest. It goes all over North America, including our largest, most influential cities where the gospel presence has been on the decline your giving helps plant new reproducing churches and now in many urban areas we're starting to gain ground it goes to places like international and refugee communities where tens of thousands of people many from countries closed to the gospel move every year your giving is sending missionaries to love them and share the hope of christ In a hundred different ways, in a thousand different places, all of your gifts are enabling missionaries to start new churches, baptize new believers, and make disciples. That's how your giving works. As you pray and give, we at the North American Mission Board are so grateful to be your partner, helping you fulfill the Great Commission. Together with you and your church, every day we are sending
2: hope. pray, give, and go. And uh, over half of what we receive, or over half of what uh, the uh, the North American Mission Board receives, comes through the Annie Armstrong Easter offering that we are currently uh, receiving here at, at Liberty First Baptist Church. And, and uh, to help us pray for various North American uh, missionaries, there's a prayer guide out at the Welcome Center. Maybe some of you, I hope, have uh, have picked that up. But there's Uh, we started that in the week of prayer and uh, there's still uh, some guides out there available and and of course uh, the most powerful thing that we can do is pray and I don't know about you but I'm grateful that there's a story to share I'm grateful that we can share the good news of Jesus and there's a better way than uh, than this world and uh, Jesus will change us from the inside out and uh, and uh, he's he's the hope of the world and so uh, I just remind you about that. Be in prayer about what God would have you to give in our Annie Armstrong uh, Easter offering, and um, and I pray that we will uh, will exceed our goal. And um, also uh, this morning, as um, as as we uh, as we pray together, um, I want to ask that you would uh, please uh, think about uh, those friends that you might have. It could be coworkers or neighbors, people out in the community. Uh, think about those that. Uh, that maybe are, are not active in a church. Um, of course, going to church doesn't save you, um, but, um, you know, being in church allows someone to, to hear the gospel and, uh, you know, to, to experience um, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so um, I pray that if there's someone, if there's a friend in, in our lives that we might Uh, reach out to and and invite the church. On April the 10th, uh, in a few weeks, we'll have our friend day. And uh, we're designating April the 10th, that Sunday morning, as friend day. And so be in prayer. Maybe right now, as I share that, uh, someone has just popped in your mind. Well, that could be the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to your heart. If God lays someone on your heart, uh, then it's on purpose. And I pray that we will, uh, first of all, that we will pray for them and uh, that we'll look for opportunities, you know, to... Uh, to share and, and to invite them to, to come to church and, and uh, so I just uh, want to ask our church family let's, let's be in prayer let's unite together and uh, let's, let's bring our friends to church on April the 10th in our Sunday morning service and of course uh, April the 10th is the start of our spring revival and uh, that will start uh, in the evening service on April the 10th and, um, and then uh, Brother Zach Shaw a good friend of mine pastor at Jones Avenue Baptist Church will be here to preach our spring revival and uh, and so i'd love to have our friends here uh, that morning and perhaps uh, bring them back with us on uh, on that uh that sunday evening for the start of our spring revival and of course that'll go through the 13th and uh, jones avenue will be moving their service to be with us on the 10th that evening service and uh, their choir will join with our choir and it'll just be a celebration be a great time a great kickoff to our spring revival and and um And then Andy Bowman, Mark Burns will be with us to provide some special music on that Monday. And um, I know our youth praise team is is working. We're working on some specials. There'll be some special music. And uh, it's just going to be a great week together. So uh, let's please add that to our prayer list, our spring revival and our friend day uh, that starts on April the 10th. Every one of us, I'm sure, has a a friend that we can invite to to bring with us. And I pray that, that we'll reach out to them. And let's be in prayer for friend day and also our Spring Revival. Also, our kids' Easter celebration will be on April the 9th. And, of course, friends are invited to that as well. So, kids, uh, if you have friends uh, that you would like to bring with you, tell them to come on, and uh, uh, that will include an egg hunt. Also, lunch will be provided um, on the 9th. And then, um, and then our young at heart are invited to join us uh, that Saturday at lunch time. And, um, and, and so uh, we'll, we'll just have a great time together. Uh, for our Easter celebration, so I do want to remind you about that. Also, our Young at Heart is going to be uh, meeting on Thursday. Uh, we were not able to to meet this past Thursday. Uh, my my wife's uh, granddad's um, uh, funeral service was on Thursday, so we postponed our our gathering uh, for lunch at Young at Heart at <laughs> the Lighthouse, and um, and so we'll we'll do that this Thursday. So Young at Heart, come and join us on Thursday. We'll meet at eleven o'clock. And uh, we'll head over to the Lighthouse Restaurant and be a good time of fellowship together. I so enjoyed the fellowship last night. What a great couple's dinner that we had. And I appreciate everyone that, that helped out with that and made that possible. And uh, just really enjoyed Pastor Jeremy being with us. The food was, it was wonderful and a great turnout. It really was a blessing. And, and uh, looking forward to this Thursday meeting together. Nothing like being with God's people. And uh, we'll be gathering together. With our young at heart uh, meeting at eleven, so I just, just want to remind you about that uh, this Thursday, and also um, our youth will be meeting after church tonight for snack, and that's uh, Sunday night after church, and they'll be going to the whitmyers So, uh, so students, I encourage you uh, to invite friends and and come on back tonight and uh, and enjoy a good time. I appreciate the Whitmer's, uh opening up their home, and um, it's going to be a great time together. And there'll be no rush, no school. Uh, Tomorrow and um, and so I know that they're delighted about that. Even even teachers and and, uh, and administrators I know are happy about that. Faculty and staff don't have to set that alarm uh, for for the next few days. But um but anyway uh, I, I encourage our students to uh, come on and, and uh, be back tonight for snack. It'll be a great time together. Um, as we pray this morning, um, please remember uh, Pastor Lewis Edwards and his his dear wife Nancy. Uh, got word yesterday that they were in a, a bad accident. And I understand there's a surgery I believe tomorrow scheduled, and and uh, so let's please remember them. Pastor uh, Edwards uh, came uh, back in June. We had our our our, uh, our preachers meeting here um, back in June, and he came, and and uh, he, he's always been so kind to me, and such a sweet couple, and and uh, let's please remember them this morning as we pray. And um, also, uh, Dad is is uh, his knee is giving him problems, and uh, and 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 he's just not able really to. To stand on it and 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 so I just kind of overdid it yesterday, but uh, but but they are uh, going to MD three sixty. So I appreciate your prayers there, and and also those that have upcoming procedures, and uh, we want to remember those and and those that's not able to be with us today. Those that are battling sickness, uh, we want to remember them as well. And and so as we go to the Lord in prayer this morning, I don't know uh, what, what request that you might have on your heart, um, but I encourage you if you'd like to share that with us. Um, On the back of our visitor's card is a prayer request section. And even if you just list unspoken, I promise you we'll pray over those cards. And God knows the need. And I'm grateful for the power of prayer. And uh, we'd be honored to pray with you about whatever request might be weighing heavy on your heart this morning. And uh, just a minute, Miles, And then um, also, uh, um, I want to welcome those of you that are visiting with us. And we would love to have a record of your visit with us today so we can connect with you. Uh, We're so glad that you're here and um, and if you'll please fill out that information and we can get to know you better. And then um, if you'll just drop this in the offering plate uh, when the offering is, is plate is passed in just a moment. But um, if you have something this morning, a prayer request, I encourage you to come. Let's gather around uh, the altar this morning as we call on the Lord in prayer. I'm so thankful for the power of prayer. Let's look to God uh, this morning. We need the Lord and let's ask Him for help today and ask for God's blessing this morning let's join around the altar as we pray this morning our loving gracious heavenly father we thank you Lord Jesus for the sunshine outside thank you Lord for a new day and we're reminded that your mercies are renewed each and every day We're so thankful for that, dear Lord. And and God, I just thank you for this privilege and opportunity to gather together in your house. Lord, that we would look to you. And God, that we would see you high and lifted up. And we would praise you. And God, that we would stand in awe of you today, Lord, as we are reminded about how great you are. And we worship you this morning. It's all about you today, Lord. And I pray that we'll look to you. God, speak to our hearts today. Lord, I pray that as you speak, Lord, that we'll open our hearts and be receptive. And Lord, as we think about Friend Day coming up on April the 10th, God, I pray, Lord, that as you lay someone on our hearts, God, that we will reach out. And Lord, that we'll encourage our friends, perhaps those that aren't actively involved in a church, those that we work with, or those that in our communities that we live beside, or those that we interact with in in our community. God, that we will reach out to them and encourage them to come and be with us, Lord, on April the 10th for our Friend Day. and We pray for revival, Lord. I pray as we look to our spring revival, Lord, that you'll be with Preacher Zach and God, that you'll just already uh, just give him the words, Lord, that you'd have him to preach and share with us for our spring revivals. The words that we need, Lord, God, that you would prepare hearts and do a work and change lives, Lord, that, uh, that God, that we'll truly be revived and, and be closer to you and, and experience, Lord, the satisfaction that, that comes through Jesus. And, and so, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with us and help us today. May all that we do be pleasing in your sight. And I thank you, Lord, that no matter what we face, no matter what hardships and trials and fears, God, that we deal with, I thank you, Lord, that you're faithful and that you're able. And so we ask for your help today. I pray especially for those, Lord, that are here this morning and they have prayer requests and they have things in their lives, God, maybe anxieties and fears. And I pray, Lord, that you will calm them this morning. I pray, God, that as they look to you, Lord, that they will... Uh, replace their fears with the peace of God that passes all understanding. We pray for those, Lord, that can't be here today. I ask for your blessing. I pray for your touch on them today, Lord. I pray that you'll help them as only you can. And Lord, I do want to pray for, uh, for Pastor Lewis and his dear wife. I pray, Lord, that you'll help them. I pray for your mercy. I pray for your healing touch. I pray that you will guide the doctors and the surgeons, Lord. And I just pray that they would recover. We pray for them this morning and for their families. And God, I just pray for our shut-in. I ask God that you'll comfort them and watch over them, dear Lord. May they know that they're loved by their church family. We love them and we thank you so much. God, for who you are and for what you're going to do this morning, help us to open our hearts to you, we ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, let's take a few moments now and let's uh, let's fellowship together and uh, encourage each other. Uh, Let's stand together and... uh, And uh, take some time to fellowship. Tell somebody Jesus is coming again.
0: way back to your seats we're going to be singing heavenly sunlight form of worship is, if it's raising your hand, if it's saying hallelujah, if it's saying amen, as I share with our Sunday school class, I've heard more than one preacher say, when you say amen, it's like telling the preacher sickle, like telling a dog sickle, so yeah, I'm sure Mark won't mind if you raise your hand, if you if you say amen, you cheer him on, you know, um, now if he gets to be a little long winded, we might want to hold off, but we love to hear the Word of God. That's what we're here for, to worship God in spirit and in truth. We want Him to lead us. And that's our, our offertory hymn this morning, Lead On, O King Eternal.
3: Lead on.
2: to just grow and glorify your kingdom. These things we ask in Jesus' name. I'm grateful the chains of sin are gone uh, Through the Lord Jesus Christ He has set us free We placed our faith in Christ And we believe in what Jesus has done for us on the cross And the chains have uh, have been broken and he is the chain breaker, praise God. He sets us free. Uh, we don't have to give in any longer. And maybe, you know, the sad thing is sometimes uh, we still have that old sinful nature and, and sometimes we put the chains back on. And maybe that's some of us this morning. We've kind of put some chains back on. Let, let's, let's release those chains by the power of God because the blood of Jesus has washed our sin away and he has bought uh, the price that we never could have paid uh, for our redemption uh, with his own blood, and and I'm grateful for that. I'm, who the Son has set free, we are free indeed. And uh, to God be the glory. Thank you, Rob, for that wonderful, powerful message and song, reminding us uh, of our redemption, reminding us that we have uh, been set free. You know, um, the most miserable person in the world is a believer that's running from God, someone that is is uh, has has chosen to to stray away from God and, and wander off where they need to be and not living godly and not uh, close to the Lord and, and not uh, trusting God as we should and, and not living uh, a godly life. And uh, that person is indeed the most uh, miserable person in the world. But we don't have to stay that way. We think about the prodigal son, how, how he returned and, and the father was waiting with open arms and and I'm grateful that the Lord is faithful and God allows U-turns this morning. We can shake off those chains and enjoy the victory uh, that's ours. We, we are indeed uh, set free. Not by our power, but by His power, praise God. His power, the same God that caused the sun to rise this morning. The same God that's on the throne. The same God that brought uh, the dead back to life. We think about Lazarus, the power of God. That power... Is available The power of God that rose Jesus from the tomb when, when he died uh, for you and for me. And that power is available to us. It's his power that makes the difference. So let's be free indeed. Uh, let's make sure that, that we're not uh, running from the Lord. And, and you think about that. Um, the times in my life that I have regret. It's not the times that I honored God's word and trusted God's word and and, and prayed, those weren't the regrets. The regrets was when I didn't do that, when I began to, to stray and wonder. And so, you know, if, if I lack God's blessing, it's, it's my fault because I, I didn't stay in a close fellowship and a close walk with God. But imagine Job's circumstance. I want to uh, preach to you this morning. We're going to finish up our series in Job, uh, Job chapter 42. So if you'll turn to Job 42, and I want to preach this morning a message entitled Return. To blessing. And of course, that's that's what Job is going to experience is the blessing of God as he has endured all of the hardships. Just imagine Job's circumstances. I, I talked about just a few moments ago the ones that's the most miserable are those running from God. But notice Job's circumstance. He was a godly man. He honored the Lord. And in one day he lost his family. He lost his wealth. And then not much longer after that. He lost his health the only thing that he didn't lose was his life since God would not permit Satan to take that you know God is the one in charge and God sets up the parameters and the and the devil has to operate within the parameters that God sets up because God is in control he has to submit uh, to God's authority and so here's Job. all the circumstances he got uh, bad advice from his friends and even his own wife and as we can imagine, Job charged God with being unjust and unfair. Maybe we can identify the, with that. We, we understand that. Uh, the Lord always gets the final word, though. And, um, and he reminded Job that he is the supreme creator, the all powerful, true, and living God. So here's Job, you know, talking back and forth with God and, and, um, and, and just telling God that he had been unfair as you move through the book of Job. And one of the series of questions that the Lord asked Job as, as, as Job got to the point to where Job basically said, okay, I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> and Job was being honest with God, and we can understand His honesty. And, and so now the Lord is speaking, and the Lord asked Job in chapter 38, verses 34 through 35, can you lift up your voice to the clouds? The abundance of waters may cover you. Can you send lightnings that they may go and say unto you, Here we are. In other words, does the lightning bolts report to you and go where you send them? Well, the Lord was reminding Job, Can you make it rain on your your own self, Job? Can you do that? Do that? Do you have that authority and that power? Can you send lightning bolts where the lightning bolts report to you and say, Here we are. Well, what a mighty God we serve. And after... Hearing from God, Job changed. Job prayed, Job talked with God, Job was honest with God, and God replied, and he was getting back to reality. His whole perspective changed. And that's what time with God in prayer will do. That's what we, A lot of times we neglect that, and we just add needless pain. We, we carry around such a weight on our shoulders because we simply won't go to God in prayer. We simply won't open our hearts to God and pour out our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Well, let's not be guilty of that. Let's turn to God. Let's be honest with God. Let's pour our hearts out to God. And Job did that, and as God spoke, Job didn't have anything else to say. No, I'm not the great creator. I, I can't send the rain, and I don't have the power to send and direct lightning bolts. And I don't know about you, but here we are moving into the spring of the year, and and, uh, and thunderstorms you know, begin to pop up and, and those kind of things and, and um, I remember, I've, I've shared this story before I was on my back deck and there was a thunderstorm and the clouds were black and, and all of a sudden the wind picked up and, and I just thought, man, I want to experience this I, I, and I thought it would be a good idea to go out on the back deck and just feel the cool breeze and, and to hear the, the rolling thunder and, and, and all of this, the, the heavy rain and, and then all of a sudden this big flash of, of, of light and, 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 and it just before I knew what happened, I, I saw this streak hit a tree probably just just 300 yards from where I was at. And I saw the bark and a and limb fall from that tree. And, and then I knew what else was about to come. That loud boom. I mean, it, it shook. It was a power that I could never do on my own. I mean, it was, a, it was an awe-inspiring power, that flash of lightning and that thunder and and how it caused the the hair on the back of my neck to stand up and how it shook the house and and i just i just stood out there for a moment and i thought am i really standing out here like this and i thought thank you lord that you didn't take this dummy's life and 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 you allowed me so i just kind of kindly turned around and went inside and and i was i was pretty kind to everybody in the house because i had witnessed something that was so powerful it was amazing and and so, so as, as God, I, I think about that as God is asking, Job, can you send those lightning bolts where to go? I'm just telling you this morning, our circumstances may not make sense. And we may not understand. And it may not be by our own doing. You know, sometimes we run from God and, and, uh, and we suffer because of poor choices. But here we know that Job was a godly man. And it was just God's will for Job to endure what he endured. Didn't make sense to Job. Maybe a lot of things aren't making sense in your life this morning. Well, let's turn to God. A little talk with Jesus really will make it right. Let's share it with God. And that'll change our perspective just like it changed Job's perspective this morning. So maybe this morning you might even be bitter about circumstances. Well, let's let God change our whole outlook this morning. How is that possible? Well, let's discover together as we work through Job 42. And I want us to see first of all, that uh, Job's return to blessing was because of his repentance. The repentance of Job that we see in, uh, in verses uh, 1 through 6. So uh, let's look at this together. Job uh, chapter 42, and um, let's, let's look at verses 1 through 6 as we begin. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything. Do we believe that this morning? Isn't that a great way to begin a prayer? Oh, Lord, I know that you can do everything. He can, by the way. With God, all things are possible. With me and with you, we're limited at at best, and and we'll just fail. We'll fall miserably short. But with God, all things are possible. Isn't that good news this morning? And so Job, Job says, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from your hand. You ask, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I abhor myself and repent. There's the key word. Repent in dust and ashes. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I pray that your work would be accomplished this morning. I pray, God, as you speak, maybe there's some here, Lord, they don't understand circumstances. Maybe it's even caused them to be bitter. God, I pray that we'll return to blessing today. Lord, help us today. May we turn to you and experience what only you can do for us, God. Help us to trust you. Help us to believe this morning. And I pray, God, that you'll bring restoration in many hearts and lives here today. Help us to return to your blessing, I ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Well, after the Lord spoke to Job, and he told Job, you know, he he expected a response. Job replied, not with continuing to tell the Lord that he was unfair, but that he knew that God can do anything. Job realized that he was wrong to disagree with God's plan and charged God with not knowing what he was doing, basically. And we can understand that. I mean, we we know Job's story, and um, none of us have have, uh, probably experienced all that Job had endured. And we can certainly understand how, as Job was working through this, and the bad advice that he was getting from his friends, you know, he started out well. He didn't curse God and and didn't charge God with wrongdoing, but as as things were were, were moving along, as as Job was, was working through this... Um, he, had, he had charged God with not knowing what he was doing and, and uh, telling God that, that he was not uh, treating him fairly. And we've, we've all been there, and, and, and maybe, maybe some of us at times. And, and the reality is, a lot of times, life is just not fair. You know, if you haven't experienced that, you probably will. And probably all of us have experienced that. Job continued his reply by, by admitting that he didn't completely understand. And we just got to come to that conclusion. God's under no obligation to make it all make sense. And a lot of times it don't make sense because God wants to increase our faith because we'll cling to him more and more. So don't don't allow yourself to get better. Let's get better by turning to God and realizing, "Lord, this is so much over my head. I can't do it. I can't comprehend. And I don't know, Lord, but you do." And Job Job says, "God, I know you can do everything." We must realize that that um that God is in control and God knows what he's doing. Let's always trust Him through it all. I love the, the last part of verse 3. Job basically said that the things that he didn't understand, or basically God's plan, was too wonderful for him to know. I mean, that's the reality. The things of God are so much greater. And, and God is so much higher. God is perfect, and, and we're so much low. We don't understand. It's things that a lot of times that we don't understand. But it's wonderful. God's plan is always best. And so Job came back to reality. He realized that what made absolutely no sense to him was actually wonderful. And the reason it's wonderful is because it's God's plan. God knows what's best. And and so Job had gotten God's message that God is all-powerful. God made that clear. And the only thing that mattered was God's purpose and God's plan Which God is always able to bring to pass and it truly is if God leads you to it he will do what he will bring you through it yes yes ma'am yes sir God is able and God is faithful and you know there's some friends that you live beside and friends that you work with and oh how they need to hear about that They need to hear about how God has led you to some things, things that you didn't understand, but by prayer and through His Word and through uh, talking with God and a close walk with God, God not only led you to it, but He brought you through it. Those friends, perhaps, that I pray that we will reach out to on April the 10th, friends that we will pray for and that we will have conversations with, and and invite them and and I pray they'll come and join us. Let's pray together that they will come and join us on April the 10th that they might experience this same God that you and I are seeing this morning that Job experienced. You know, Job knew that God was his friend and has his best interest at heart and nothing else matters. Job, Job began to see and understand that. Why? Because it took praying to God. I mean, Job was wrong in some of the things that he was saying to God, but Job was being honest. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's how our prayer life needs to be. Let's be real. Let's tell God how we really feel. God can take it. That's being honest with God. God knows how we feel anyway. That, that needs to be our prayer life, a real, uh, genuine prayer life, talking with God and sharing our heart with God. And here's what God will do. God will be faithful. And we'll come to the point, even if we charge God with being unfair like Job did, we'll come through that and, and, and we'll see reality. And God will give us a different perspective and it'll increase our faith and it'll help us to grow and, and mature and have a stronger faith as a result of it. In other words, and when we turn to God and we, we question God, we come to the place where, God, you know what's best. And so we work through that. It's a difficult process sometimes. Blood, sweat, and tears. But it's, work, it's worth it. We'll come through like gold. I mean, don't you see the change? The 180 degree change in direction? In other words, there's repentance that's taking place. Job knew, Lord, what I was charging you with and what I was saying, God, that was, that was wrong. And Lord, you're the great creator. And you know what's best. And so Job then changed and he repented. Job knew that God was was truly his best friend. This is all true for us today as it was for Job. So notice what Job says. Look at this in verses 5 and 6. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. In other words, it's a reality. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust dust and ashes. When I think about who you are, and I, I, I see you now, Lord, I see it. I think about the blind man, as we shared about in Sunday school this morning, those of us that's in John chapter 9, as we finish that chapter today. And, and as, as Jesus went to him, as the, the Pharisees cast him out of the synagogue, Jesus went to him, and, and, and he believed, and he worshipped. Not only could he see physically, but now he could see it spiritually. And, and Job, is, Job is, is trusting God, and is turning away from, from all the bitterness and all the questions that he had, he did a 180 and was getting back on track and, and, and Job says, I, I see it now, and the result is, is I hate the person that I was when I was charging you with being unfair I don't want to be that person listen, don't let life cause you to get bitter at God God is good, is he not? God is faithful and, and when, when we think about this let's hate ourselves, not hate God but hate ourselves and let's repent in dust and ashes. Now that dust and ashes, of course, is a, is, is a reminder of, of, of mourning. Job was mourning over himself and he hated who he was as he was charging God with wrongdoing. But he did a 180 and he repented and he went back to God and, and says, you know, Lord, I've, I've, I've heard you and now I see it. God is faithful. Job was sitting in dust and ashes. He had that genuine sorrow that he even thought about charging God. With being unfair. Job has had a change of heart. That's what, a, that's what a talk with Jesus will do. That's what time with God will do. It will bring us where we need to get to. But if we neglect that, we're going to stay in our bitterness. We're going to add those chains. Well, let's take those chains off and let's get a different perspective because we go to God in prayer and we trust Him. I mean, we would, we would love, or, or, you know, we, we need to let go of anything we're holding on to this morning and turn to the Lord. Let's let it go. Let's worship God. He's faithful and he's able. So Job's return to blessing began with repentance. He repented from what he was charging God with and he hated that. He didn't want to be there. I don't know about you but I wish I could say I'd never sinned and I'm I'm perfect. But here's the thing. When I do sin I hate that. I don't want to stay that way. And so we, we turn from that. We turn to God and Job did that as he was charging God with things that was not true as as he was you know as, as he was talking with God charging God with with not being fair Job Job saw reality as he talked with God and as God spoke to him and Job said I hate myself I don't want to be that way and Job turned back to God so it begins with repentance maybe this morning there's some things in our life that doesn't honor God things that right now God might be speaking to us about making us uncomfortable about the holy spirit convicting our hearts well let's turn away from it let's let it go and let's turn back to god and get where we need to be the only way we can have true blessing we think about revival i mean it it involves letting some things go things that we hold on to that doesn't honor god you know job was holding on to charging god with not being fair and job had that and he had a good case man he could walk around and say you know you see what happened to me I don't know why this happened to me. He could have held on to that and died early, an early, uh, went to an early grave, and being bitter about all that had happened to him. But he let it go, and he said, "God, I see it now." And Job repented, and he turned back and got back to reality where he needed to be. And I don't know what we could be holding on to this morning. Maybe something that we've held on to for years. Maybe a bad habit. Maybe, maybe there's you know there's there's someone that you know that, that, that we are at odds with and we just continue to hold and instead of let it go life will be a whole lot sweeter be a whole lot better when we get right with God and we turn away from some things and get back where we need to be and that's what Job did this morning and so I pray that be the same for us but also look at verses 7 through 9 there's also the rebuke of, of Job's friend you know we need to be careful what we tell our friends God is listening God was listening. He knew the advice that Job's friends were giving Job. The same God that rebuked Job's friends will rebuke us one day for the advice and the influence we have on others around us. Yes, God is listening. Let's be careful what we share and what we tell our friends. Let's make sure that what we share is is true to the Bible. You know, many times we might give advice and it's just totally what we feel and think. Be careful with that. You know, let's honor God's word. And so look here at verses uh, 7 through 9. And so it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is aroused against you for your two friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams, go to my servant Job, and offer up yourselves a burnt offering, And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right. So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the the Shuite, and Zophar the Namathite, went and did as the Lord commanded them. For the Lord had accepted Job. You see that? The ones that was given Job advice. Here Job was this pitiful, poor looking excuse for a, for a man. There's no doubt. Uh, the boils on his skin from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head and, and the suffering and he was, he was scraping those boils off and, and, and it was a pitiful sight. And it looked like that, you know, that, that Job needed some advice. And of course his friends, when they initially came for seven days, they didn't say a word. They were just there. That was when they were at their best. But then they began to try to make sense of it all. You know what? We, as, we, we believe that as believers, we we are a priesthood of believers. In other words, I don't have to go to a priest to intercede for me to God. I don't have to have confession and all that. I, myself, and you as a believer, we have access to the very throne room of God. Why do we then not talk to God about it? You know, I'm grateful that I'm not dependent upon what my friends and my buddies think and feel and say. Now, I, I appreciate good friends. We need good friends. We, those in this room should be some of the best friends that you have They really should be We should support each other Like, like Jeremy Merck shared last night We should build each other up And, and not tear each other down but, uh, And not let corrupt communication come out of our mouth We need to build each other up and support each other We are at our best When what we share with our friends is the word of God And here's Job's friends And, and they are giving you know this, this bad advice But you know what Job did? Job went straight to God. And Job had a talk with Jesus, if you will. Job talked with God. And Job got right with God. Job realized, all the things I was saying, Lord, I believe in you. Your plan doesn't make sense, but you're the great creator. And you're on the throne. And you're sovereign. And you know what you're doing. Who am I to tell you that you, you as God do not know what you're doing? So Job went straight to the Lord. Job talked with God. And so here it is. The, the friends then... They're the ones, you know, that uh, now they need Job. Because Job is now right with God. Job is, is, repent- Job is, 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 is close with the Lord. And here the friends are. Um, you know, the Lord says that, do you need to go to Job? And I'll accept what Job does. Because Job had repented. Job was right with God. The Lord was clear that he was angry with Job's friends for saying things about the Lord that was not true. They misrepresented the Lord to Job at a time when Job needed good counsel. We better be careful at a time when our friends are in a crisis. You know, at a time when they're going through hardships, we don't need to try to explain everything. They don't need a, a they don't need a sermon. You know, what they need is a friend that's there for them. Let's pray for them. Maybe it's not up to us to try to make sense to them about what this is means or what's going on. But I'll tell you who do who does know what's going on and and, and why it's happening is God. And so, you know, Job Job's friends God was angry with them and um, the more that we know of, of God, the more that we talk with God the more that we know of his word the better off our advice will be and, and here, Job's friends you know, they their, their advice misrepresented the Lord, let's not be that kind of friend, let's not misrepresent God when we try to make sense of spiritual things, how are we going to know well, prayer and the word of God And the more that we know of that, the more that we pray, then the more uh, that we'll be able to give godly advice and not misrepresent the Lord. You know, we can't claim ignorance. We can't just say, well, I won't read God's Word, and I won't then, you know, try to... Then I can say, I didn't know if 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 I just don't read it. Remember, Job's friends didn't have the completed Word of God like we do today. But even they didn't get a pass because they still... Gave bad advice to Job. You and I, we, we're we privileged. We have the completed Word of God. This is all the revelation we need. Be aware of anybody that says they have a new revelation from God. This is, all, this is sufficient right here. This is really all that we need. And the more time that we spend in God's Word getting to know God, the better off that we'll be. And uh, we'll be the best friends to our friends when that's the case. I'll be the best husband that I can be to my wife. I'll be the best father that I can be uh, to my kids I'll be the best pastor that I can be to you and and you'll be the best Christian that you can be the more that we're in God's Word and it will guide us it will truly uh, be a, a lamp into our feet and a light unto our path God places people in our lives for a purpose let's be used by God to make a difference in the lives of our friends what about you that's that's why we're going to have friend day on April the 10th who are those friends Man, they, you know, they, they, need to, they need to know somebody cares for them and somebody loves them. Somebody that knows God. Somebody that prays for them. Who are those friends? People that, maybe our next door neighbor, maybe our coworker. worker Who are those friends that God would lay on our hearts? And let's represent God to them. And let's show them the hope of God. Just like the man that was born blind. Again, that we're looking at in, that we just finished up in our Sunday school. You know, the Pharisees were saying, Jesus, we know He's a sinner. And there's no way. that he, They were discrediting what happened. But the man says, Say what you want to say about Him, but here's, here's what I know. I once was blind, but now I see. Do we have those conversations with, with people around us? Do they know about our faith in the Lord? Let's share Jesus. And, and let's have those conversations. Let's invite them to be with us on April the 10th. May God... Lay a friend on your heart right now that we can pray for. I pray that before we leave this place, maybe during invitation, we'll come. God's laid that friend on our hearts. Let's not be the kind of friend that Job's friends had. And, and by the way, I mean, it could be that, um, that, that we're not the kind of friend that we could be, not because of, of, of sharing bad advice, because we're not sharing anything. You know, we, we need to, to share Christ and share about how God led us to something and led us through it. And how prayer made the difference, and let's give God the glory, and let's share that, and let's invite someone to join us on April the tenth for, for Friend Day. And so, you know, they they worshipped God. That's what the sacrifices, you know, were, were all about. God commanded them, you know, uh, to do that. Uh, they um, they had seven bulls and seven rams, and they offered up sacrifices and burnt offerings. You say, Pastor Mark. How come we don't offer up sacrifices and burnt offerings when we worship and, and we pray like we do? For folks, we do every time. And we do it through the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. He died in our place, and we are redeemed, as Rob saying about. We are redeemed by His precious blood. That's the sacrifice. Yes, there's a sacrifice that's being made, the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. And so here, they're getting right with God. They're offering up these sacrifices, as, as the Lord commanded them. And, and so God says, I will accept him. My servant Job shall pray for you. So now Job's the one praying for them. The pitiful poor Job that lost everything. That was a pitiful sight. It's him that's going to pray for them because he had repented and was right with God. God says, I'll accept that. And uh, Eliphaz, the Temanite, and Bildad, the, the Shua, Zophar, the night in verse 9. They went and they did as the Lord commanded For the Lord had accepted Job. So once Job repented and the the wrong of his friends, bad advice was dealt with, what happened next? Well, verses 10 through 17, quickly we'll see that Job was restored. That's good news this morning. Restoration. Isn't that great? Restoration. After all that Job had been through, Job and now even his friends, as they did what God commanded, and they got right with God, there is now restoration. And you can't have it any other way. How can I be restored? How can I be blessed? Well, it comes through repentance. It comes through getting right with God. There's no other way. I'm sure Job had known the, uh, uh, the, the ending during his trials and his sorrows. He would have never charged God with being unfair or, or being wrong. But notice this in verse, uh, verse 10. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. All God's people said, Amen. God restores, and he was now doubly blessed because he was right with God. That's what prayer will do. Job prayed, was honest with God, and, and then Job uh, placed his faith in the Lord, and and, and, um, and that caused him then to enjoy the blessings of God. Look at verse 11. Then all his brothers and his sisters and all those who had been acquainted with Uh, had had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him each one gave him a piece of silver and each a ring of gold now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning for he had fourteen thousand sheep six thousand camel and one thousand yoke of oxen and one thousand female donkeys He also had several sons and three daughters. And he he called the name of the first, uh, Gemini, the name of the second, Kaziah, and the name of the third, Karen Karenhupah. In all the land were found no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. Man, we have limited sight, don't we? We don't understand maybe what we're going through, but God sees it all. God knows. Job didn't understand, but now it all makes sense. We don't always know why God permits us to go through the trials that we face. We can't always see what God is doing. God is under no obligation to make it all make sense, to make sure that we understand it, because that's where faith comes in but he knows best and his way is best and we can take comfort in the fact that god is always in control i want you to know this morning so far you have come through 100 percent of your worst days have you not has god not been faithful and is god not good let's be sure that we don't allow bitterness to set in that's like a cancer that'll rob you of joy It'll suck the life out of you. And I believe it'll take you to an early grave. But we can be set free. We go to the Lord. We not, may not understand. But when we pray, we read His Word, we get along with God, we pour our hearts out to God, we ask questions, and then eventually that leads to faith where we say, Lord, I, I don't understand, but I'm not, I am not. I just place my faith in You. And, and as, that, as that continues, we're doubly blessed before. And that was Job's case. Man, he, he was doubly blind. I love the last verse. So Job died old and full of days. Man, that's how I want to go. <laughs> I, I want to I I die old and full of days. The only way that can happen is, is not through possessions, not through popularity and fame. And you sure can't find it in a bottle or in a drug or any, any earthly relationship. But you will find it in a personal walk with God. God is faithful. The Lord is true. Trusting God will always end with blessings and restoration. Wow, what a journey for Job. As as it was the Lord that permitted Satan to do what Satan did to him. And Satan was wrong. Satan thought that, hey, you take away certain things, he'll curse you and die. Fast forward to Job 42. And we get to the double blessings of God. Because Job... Prayed, and Job repented of the wrongdoing and trusted God through it all. And God brought him through it. And he'll bring you through it this morning. And I pray that we'll turn to God this morning, like like Job. Things ended up better off than before, even as we look back in Job chapter one. And so I'm gonna ask every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, have you gotten weary and just quit praying? because you didn't understand why God was doing what He was doing. Let's get back on track. The final chapter is not yet written. Maybe we're at the point right now that that we don't see the other side. It might be that we're climbing the mountain and we're so close to seeing the other side and we're just not there yet. But God is faithful. Let's get back on track and let's pray and let's trust God. Is there anything you need to repent of or make up your mind that you're going to turn from what you're doing, things maybe you're holding on to that's robbing you of God's blessing. There will be no blessings until we turn back to God and repent like Job did and get right with Him. Why not get right with Him now? Don't delay. I promise you if there's an excuse right now that you have, yeah, but I've got to th- do this or do that, that's probably not the Holy Spirit. You know, the devil's biggest lie is Wait. Oh, you got plenty of time. You can do that later. Let's do it now. I pray that this morning that we'll respond to God. Heavenly Father, have your way and will. Set us free today. Lord, that we'll enjoy your blessings again. Maybe for some here this morning, it seems like it's been forever since they've enjoyed their relationship with you. The joy has has been gone. But may it return today as we turn back to you. God, do that today for us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand together? I encourage you to come. The altar is open this morning. Let's turn to God. Let's experience God's blessing today. Let's let go of whatever we need to let go of. Let's enjoy His blessings. As Donna leads us, would you come? While our musicians continue to play, I just want you to think about this. If there was ever a person who had an excuse to hold on to of why they should be bitter, it was Job. Even his friends, he could have said, God, you've allowed all this to happen. And then even my friends, I didn't even have a friend. I was so alone. And he could have said, poor pitiful me and lived the rest of his days in bitterness. But there's a better way. And sure, Job had questions and he didn't understand. But boy, he went to God about it. And it gave him a a different perspective. And now he was able to return to blessing. Don't you want God's blessing this morning? We've got to turn to Him. We've got to trust Him this morning. And I encourage you to do that. Don't leave this place robbing yourself of what you can experience through God's blessing and the joy of God. Let's turn to Him this morning. The altar is open. And I encourage you to come. No more singing. I just encourage you to come this morning. I don't want anybody to leave this place without God's blessing in your life. Let's respond to Him right now. He'll set us free today. Praise God. He'll do it. Amen. Thank you so much. You know the the devil is a liar and a deceiver. And He'll give you every excuse and every reason in the world to hold on to something that will cause you to, to lose your joy. But don't let the devil and don't let anybody else steal your joy. Let's go to God and experience the victory. Through trusting in Him and prayer, I promise you to give us victory. And I pray that that will be the victory and the blessing of God that will be on your life even this week. And I hope you'll be back tonight, uh, choir practicing at, at 5 o'clock. And come, come on back with us. Uh, youth, uh, we'll be... Um, having snack tonight after church so reach out and bring a friend and it's going to be a great night tonight so again uh thank you for last night what a wonderful night and i'm looking forward to being back together tonight don't forget young at heart thursday at 11 o'clock going to the lighthouse hope you'll join us and and it's going to be a it's going to be a great week and and let's let's really think about and pray about that friend or those friends that we can invite let's bring them with us it might even be family uh what, whoever it might be but let's think about friend day Let's pack this place out on April the 10th as as we begin um, our spring revival. God bless you. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon and and, uh, enjoy the sunshine. What a a beautiful day God has made. God bless. Donna, if you'll close us.